0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance?
1: Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined as ever by my dear friend and co-host, Julio Gallarotti. Gee, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. How you doing?
1: Well, I'm, I'm splendid. And the reason is that we are playing from our home court. We are <laughs> back in the studio. Superior sound equipment, proximity of friendship, palpable. <laughs> I can feel the warmth coming off of you. Yeah, oh, dude. And maybe it's because you walked a few blocks today, and it is 98 degrees in New York City with a real feel. Of a hundred and five,
0: love it, dude. Did you
1: ever check the real feel?
0: No. Where can you do that? That's on much... the
1: regular app. You just scroll down. Real feel? Yeah.
0: Fucking real feel, dude. I'll tell you about real feel. I'm staying in an apartment with no AC right now, dude.
1: Oh my god. Brutal. What happened?
0: Uh, the ACs just. All right. So so let me backtrack a second. I think that an important thing to uh to talk about is how difficult it is to relocate during this time. Oh yeah. It's just so complicated and fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Like. Theoretically, there's a million places I could go, but since I flew, everybody's weird about the fact that I flew, even though if you've flown during this, you would know that it's maybe the cleanest place you can be Mm -hmm. in public, Mm theoretically, I don't know, whatever, but middle seats are open, they're cleaning the shit out of everything, Um, but anyway, so now I'm back, and normally I live with people, but I can't just go right back to them Mm -hmm. because they, I don't want to have that weird conversation about... Oh, well, do I, do I get tested So I'm just going get to get a test today.
1: You are? I get, like, I guess. Have you found out where? Urgent care. I walked into an urgent care today to try to get a test because we are going to leave to go to Maine this evening. Go back. I'm tired of this place. Yeah. We're going to go back to Maine. <laughs> My sister's five months pregnant. Oh well. My mom just had shoulder surgery. So I need to get tested before. Also, Maine has this thing of like uh you arrive in the state, you got to quarantine for 14 days. Right. And we used to read that sign as we would come in and say kind of like, well, nobody's actually going to be able to figure this out. I think people are figuring it out. There's some there's some tattletaling going oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. Snitching. I read a story about a guy who, you know, some dude uh ran into a buddy of his from back home when he went back home and he ran into him in a supermarket and the guy had seen Uh, an instagram post that had a geo tag of fucking new york or wherever and then he gave him shit for it he was like i saw that you were in new york yesterday based on your instagram post what are you doing here in the supermarket jesus dude
0: it's like it's like living in iraq under saddam hussein it's
1: the red (laughs) square red scare it's communism it's um it's mccarthyism
0: yeah dude it's crazy where have you been right
1: who have you been in contact with you've touched some bad people so, that's nuts. I went into urgent care this morning and they said they didn't have any tests available until tomorrow. Ugh, and wow. then it's 7 to 10 business day 7 to 10 days before you get your testing results back.
0: Really? They don't have the rapid ones?
1: There may be some. We we didn't seem to that they told me it was 7 to 10 days.
0: Great. This is just great. I love I mean, my plan was already not that strong of a plan. Fortunately, I don't have anything to do today because I don't like if my last destination is an apartment with no air conditioning. And it's right. 105 degrees. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> dude, it's oh my God. Fuck. But, yeah, so my my uh, girlfriend's apartment, there's nobody there. So she's like, it would be helpful if you could be there when they fix the air conditioning. And this is a place for me to go because I can't go home. I want to go to my, see my parents, but I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to go see my parents without a test, even though I'm probably fine. Famous last words. Mm-hmm. And then I could go stay with my friends on Long Island again, but same thing. I need to get a test. And let's just, like... I don't know. Maybe right. I'm just going to stay here and like crash diet for 10 days or something.
1: Oh, <laughs> you're going to do what Federer does when he goes and trains in Dubai. Is that what he does? He does. He trains in Tells- Dubai where it's I know about that desert but- heat, 110 degrees or whatever. Yeah. And he plays there for a while and trains and runs up sand dunes and stuff like that. And his diet is and crazy? And then he comes into the major season oh, right, or whatever right. and he is in really good shape.
0: So th- that what you're describing is like a rite of passage as like a young, talented player. He'll bring you out there. Yes. And he'll play with you until you can't play anymore.
1: Oh my God. And
0: then he brings the next guy out and he'll go through like three guys. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
1: Explain this to me. I played tennis yesterday with my friend Abba. Abba oh, yeah. was, He's is very, very, good. Good. very good. Very good. I only have one racket. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes in, I couldn't hold on to the racket anymore. It was too oh, sweaty.
0: Need to turn a grip, dude.
1: There's a specific grip that...
0: I forget the slogan, but something the grip that doesn't slip.
1: Okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> what, what what's your technique? Do you uh, would you wipe your hand on your shirt? I was trying to do that. I'm
0: not. I don't really get sweaty palms. Oh, like but if it's really, Must really be nice. <laughs> but if it, I'm serious. I don't.
1: What do you climb? I bet you could climb buildings, <laughs> like those Russian dudes. Unfortunately, I don't have the upper hang body out strength. over the, the aerial tower of some high building. <laughs> One finger. Yeah,
0: dude. No, but so. I usually use the Wilson overgrips mm-hmm. because of the, the sweat doesn't like affect me as much in that way. But they say a wristband helps. Mm-hmm. If you have a towel with you on the court, I don't know, in the corner.
1: I didn't have a towel. I didn't have any of the good stuff.
0: How would that go? Abba once talked shit to me about us playing each other.
1: He's very good. I'm sure he is. You, you, you would play well with him. I, I don't know. There's it, no way to know. Who would beat whom. I
0: it, there's so many facts. So this is the thing. There's so many factors that come into play later in life when it comes to tennis. Like I've beat, I, and he seems like he's in very good shape still. And Harvard a better program than the program I played at, but Harvard also has a big team. I don't know where he was in the lineup, whatever. You probably it's pretty know. good.
1: He played first team doubles, mm-hmm. and then I would th- sometimes he would play like fourth singles. I think. Okay,
0: so he's good. He's good,
1: but he was a captain his senior year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was ca- I was also captain.
1: Whoa, God damn. <laughs> Yo, I I would be very keen to see. I, I, I've hit with both of you, and I think that you're both the two best tennis players that I know in my world, mm-hmm. by far. Um, I've also, I, I think when I play with him, he definitely turns it down a little. Mm-hmm. And I know you do, too, like when you play with me. um, Because there's such a difference between just rallying and hitting versus stringing together, like, strategies to win multiple games or serving and second serves and all that stuff so mm-hmm. i mean how often do you play sets
0: i mean this year i've probably played five or six of them
1: oh that's fair that's a, a more that's a good amount yeah. and
0: you know i haven't lost any not wow. that not that that matters mm-hmm. um I, you know i haven't it been matters. playing i haven't been playing anybody who i imagine is quite as good as your friend Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny uh, that we're talking about this. And only it's I, I only bring it up in this manner because when we hung out last time, he was a little tipsy. Yeah. And he was talking shit. And was I, that at the stand? Were we yeah. The it was pretty funny. It was yeah. actually funny. I I appreciate some good, you know, yeah. chum and whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, but
1: it's weird if you don't know the person.
0: It, exactly. It can be weird. Like, he doesn't know. I might be fucking nasty. You know what I mean?
1: And also, like, to just come at somebody and be a dick like that is... <laughs> very like uh you know what are you doing it's saturday (laughs) it's pretty funny it's like what we talked about when the michael jordan documentary came out like competitive people are the worst
0: yeah 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 they can be bad
1: just not that fun to be around
0: it's true but i think that there's you know i I don't really it doesn't matter but it's funny that we're talking about this because a friend of mine is convinced so he's trying to put together a hundred thousand dollars for this tennis money match that i'm going to be involved in oh my god it would be me versus this guy but so now this is the catch. So this guy played for Texas AM. He won a national championship with them. Wow. He was an amazing player. But now he's 40. He apparently drinks 10 drinks a night. Good for him. Has lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars playing poker in 2020.
1: <laughs> My friend is
0: convinced he's a degenerate scumbag. And he's like, dude, you're gonna kill him. He hasn't picked up a racket in years. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that level is such a high level that In theory, in my opinion, on paper, that guy's still the favorite. And I keep telling my friend this. He's like, no, dude, no. So apparently they're like a few thousand dollars away from like maybe making this happen. We'll see.
1: And the winner is going to take all?
0: No, I think that like people are betting on the match.
1: Oh. So I think
0: I would get like either a fee or a percentage of the winnings or something. You know, it doesn't seem like it's something that's worth training for unless I'm making a lot of money for sure.
1: And would you play a best of three sets? No, a pro set. Best of five?
0: No, no, no. To eight. You played eight games, one by two.
1: That's it. Just that, one that's set. That's
0: a pro set is called. Yeah.
1: Oh. So
0: one set to eight games. Um,
1: And so, th- in theory, if it were eight, eight, you'd have to go 10-8. Yeah. Or would you or go maybe into you a
0: tiebreak? Tie you might play a tiebreak at nine all.
1: Wow. I don't actually funky, even know. Funky. Yeah. Funky Dory. So I don't know,
0: dude. Well, like, it's just funny that there's, with when it comes to tennis and you start getting older, like, I have friends who are five, six years older than me who, In our prime, they would kick my ass, but now it's a little more even, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, because they're a little out of shape. But your friend is in better shape than I am, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. He
1: smokes a lot of weed. I don't mean to throw him under the bus. (laughs) But, you know, an amount that is sort of like, well, how are you still, how are you still around? (laughs) And because it, it's joints, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not vaporizers or edibles. It's like joint, 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 keep it going, light another one to the point where I don't I, if I go over and hang out with him, I have to prepare myself mentally
0: because of how much he's going to make you smoke.
1: Yeah. I need to have my ducks in a row for when I get home because I'm going to just fall on my face so yeah my snacks prepared <laughs> i can't leave things to chance i need i need my snacks prepared i need a wet cold towel i need like ice water ready to go <laughs> your in, ducks in a row literally yeah yeah dude that's
0: funny i think i wonder that about you because i know you smoke a fair amount
1: yeah but i always I, I smoke light like you know i i do uh the the vaporizers and the it's for me it's it's a nightly occurrence but it's a glass of wine every night right well, and, a I'm glass not... and a half of wine no i know
0: I'm not calling you an abuser. No, Um,
1: no, no. But my point being when I run into these real like grifters of weed, (laughs) I don't even know if that's the right word, but these like movers and shakers, uh, I'm in over my head. (laughs) Definitely. So
0: what happens when you smoke too much? Like besides you becoming corpse-like?
1: Fortunately, now I've smoked enough as a baseline. It's like a base tan Mm -hmm. where I'm not going to get burned too much. But I'm definitely not contributing much to the evening, right? Especially if I'm around a, a multiple people who can handle that much weed, like the Ricky Velez's of the world, right? Where they just continue to to fall deeper into their normal state,
0: right? How crazy is
1: that? Yeah, and and there's a line, by the way, in the King of Staten Island, um, oh, where where Pete, I think, said like, or maybe it was Ricky, said like, "Do you even feel high anymore? I feel like this just makes us." who we are now. <laughs> That's really funny. And it is, but I've met a lot of people like that and I never want to get there.
0: Yeah, no Sam.
1: I never want to get there. I want it to be something that makes me feel funny and different and is still a special occasion, even if I do it on a, you know, it's an indulgence. It shouldn't be a uh a, a palliative like right. a something that just restores you to where you prefer to be.
0: Right, 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 right. I Dude, totally No, totally. I I for me still it's just a complete crapshoot as to how I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel great and I'm like, "Oh wow." And like last night for example, I smoked. I had a terrible night last night.
1: Oh no. I
0: was all alone. I started thinking about all this crazy shit. Oh, started boy. thinking about mortality. And like, dude, it's bad. It's like not fun. No. Dude, also I went to I went to dinner with a friend. And have you have you ever done this? Have you ever met up with a friend in the middle of the day and your friend's hammered but you don't notice it at first? And you have to like, <laughs> you have to piece together their odd behavior. Like, I sit down at dinner with my friend. He's, like, not really listening to me that well. I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I, like, carrying on about myself? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, then he starts smoking weed at the dinner table.
1: Oh, my God. Granted,
0: it's outdoor dining, but, like, we're still under the uh, literal, you know, um, literal and figurative umbrella of the restaurant.
1: Mm, nice. And he
0: starts smoking. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like, dude, you know what? You know what Fort Lauderdale taught me, dude? That no one gives a fuck. I was like... Fort Lauderdale. What? We're he's, not in Fort Lauderdale. He's talking
1: about it like it's the bus system. <laughs> yeah, what like, I learned in Fort Lauderdale. Dude, literally.
0: It's so stupid. I was like, dude, that is not relevant at all. And I was like, he's like, the cops aren't going to get us. I'm like, dude, it's not about the cops. It's about the people who own the restaurant coming up to you being like, you can't do that here. Right. And then they look at me and I have to look them in the eye knowing that I chose to sit down to dinner with you.
1: It's, I, I think he
0: understood that.
1: It's funny you say this because... <laughs> Marijuana has been so uh, de-stigmatized and so relaxed that, especially as open carry containers like uh, you know, going around New York and just being able to drink with a cup of right, cup. Right. I think a lot of people just extended that to meaning like, I can smoke a joint in the street. I've been seeing people smoking joints in the streets for a while same, now, same, yeah. but it's definitely turned up even more in this COVID time. Right. And there's nothing funnier, nothing funnier and watching a guy lift up his mask to hit a joint and then put the mask back down and watch him blow smoke all over
0: his face. Dude, that's a whole new way of, to clam bake. Let
1: me, let me ask you this. I need, I need an answer to this. Okay. The biggest problem that I've found with masks is the mask-sunglasses combination. Absolutely. First breath You are fogging that shit up (laughs) like the steamy car scene in Titanic. It is instant loss of visibility, a deep pea soup fog worldview. What's the solution to that?
0: dude i don't know that there is one unfortunately like you have to you can't do the mass and the glasses at the same time chris appears to have some solution there's this stuff that they're creating now that you spray on your glasses so that they don't fog up interesting i call bullshit on that no it works it works yeah
1: yeah and 10 years from now children are going to be born with third penises (laughs) as a result of the defogging Whatever happened to the old snorkel technique where you just spit in the lens before you dive in to see some coral?
0: Dude, that's really funny. Wait, do you have a solution to that?
1: No, I don't. But I I, I I really find it to be problematic.
0: It's so fucking annoying.
1: In the summer, because I I have, you know, I like to wear sunglasses when I go out. But if I'm wearing a mask, I mean, those two things are just not, they don't work together. Right. You know?
0: Dude, 100%. Dude, I was just in Chicago for a couple weeks staying with my girlfriend's parents Really lovely time. Had a good time. Um, but it was funny. Her dad, there's some glitch in the, Am- in the Amazon system, we think, or somebody's just like playing a prank on her father, but he keeps getting shit from Amazon. <laughs> and it's like random shit, like a snorkel, like a real, <laughs> but like a really nice snorkel. Ooh, I know. And I then like that. he got webcams, he got a curling iron, Uh, fucking aftershave. Like he just keeps getting to every couple of days. What if a it package. was just
1: like the world's most random sugar daddy?
0: <laughs> right? Like
1: accidentally thought this was his seeking arrangements connection and the person just is <laughs> preparing for the strangest trip ever. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Dude, I know. It's like really fucking weird. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. But dude, something really funny. My girlfriend played a really crazy move on me um, while we were out there. Okay. And tell me if you've ever heard of something like this. We were in a fight. Mm-hmm. and It wasn't like a huge fight, but we were in a fight. We were mm-hmm. p- pissed at each other and it hadn't been resolved. And I had sat down for dinner with the family and mm. she had not yet. And we started eating dinner or whatever. She walks out to the dinner table and sits down and looks at her family and goes, we're in a fight. <laughs> and I don't know her parents that well. So like to the point, to the point where her parents tell me to call me, call them their first names, but uh-huh. I don't because it's, I'm not comfortable. Oh, you... That's the level of relationship we're at. Stuff. Wow. So she comes out and she goes, we're in a fight. And then they, everyone's kind of like, so what happened? Oh boy. <laughs> and then. I I have to now explain so she then explains her side of the story and then I start explaining my side of the story and then I just start dying of laughter cuz like I don't know if it was hilarious or if it was like so uncomfortable mm-hmm. but the outcome was that the fight ended
1: of course of course yep yep dude laughter is always the best way to get out of a fight
0: no totally but no, but also because she brought it up like that. And yeah, it heavily... aired it out.
1: It's so much more comfortable than going through the whole dinner and pretending like things aren't, aren't tense.
0: Right, just being like...
1: But also, also just uh, appointing her own family as the arbiters of the disagreement <laughs> is such a power move. I know. There's no chance that you can win at that argument at that point.
0: Dude, it was unbelievable.
1: Um, let me ask you this. Do you take your hat off? At the table,
0: that's a good question. I I try to make sure that I um, follow the tone of whatever's happening. So I make sh- I look to see if anybody else is wearing a hat at, t- at the table. So her Does she mom, have a brother? um, she doesn't. Okay, but her mom will wear would wear a hat at dinner. What kind of a hat? Just like kind of like a dry fit, sort of like mm. like exercise training
1: hat. for a half marathon. Right, just yeah. kind of
0: like she she kind of has ath her athleisure game. Sure, but yes, exactly. Sure. Half yeah, marathon yeah, yeah. hat. Yeah. Um, so since she was wearing, and we ate outside for almost every Okay. Yeah. That so tones it down a little. Since yeah. she wore a hat, I then wore a
1: hat. Nice. Interesting. Okay. No, that's fine. I agree. I think, I think hats at the table are, are, well, I was raised to think that the, one one should never wear a hat at the table, but I was also not a big hat guy, so it didn't come up that much. That said, sitting outside, having fish tacos versus sitting inside, having a full, Baked sea bass, you know that needs to be deboned with a spoon. Is uh, that's non hat and the outdoors could could definitely be a hat situation. No, totally. How is your? How are your table manners? How much does that factor? How are your? You know what is your fork and knife etiquette? Do you put your napkin in your lap to start things off?
0: That's a very good Where question. Where do you
1: stand on grace? Let's get into this. Okay, right,
0: this is good. So, dude, first of all, I think a really funny thing that you can do at dinner with friends is say grace to yourself.
1: <laughs> Wait till someone starts taking bites and then do it. Because <laughs> no, is... then they'll they'll be like,
0: "That's really funny." Yeah.
1: They'll stop chewing.
0: Like, oh they'll God. hold
1: it in their mouth like cud.
0: That's really funny when someone jumps the gun with eating, yeah. and they just go,
1: "Yeah, yeah." Cheers, cheers. <laughs> like they're worried, you know, someone's <laughs> gonna ask them for a piece of the gum, and they just took the last stick. Yeah, exactly. you, you know what I mean, dude?
0: Yeah. So if you do this, you, so this is the way to do this, in my opinion, that makes it funny. You say it in a way that you can't really hear what the prayer is. Yes, but you sit there and you go, and you go, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, it's great. Okay, who's <laughs> ready? To, oh, you guys have. Oh, you've already. Be, okay. Mm, well, <laughs> that's so funny, dude. dude, dude and you should. You out. could do so many different things. You could. You could do like a little Arabic prayer. <laughs> yeah, dude. And totally throw people off. You could do whatever. Just totally mix up the 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 theism of your of your grace. Absolutely, dude. Um, Absolutely. That's great, All dude. Right, so,
0: but table manners. Yeah. Um, I never prayed. For meals, but I had like... Let's
1: let's move away from the prayer thing, because I I think there's two different things going on here.
0: Totally, totally. Um, This prayer is separate from table manners, obviously. Yeah. So I grew up sort of around people who were sort of strict about table manners. Mm -hmm. Like the hat of the table was sort of not acceptable. I don't think my parents cared, but like my uncles cared, my cousins cared. Another thing that I feel like has died out a little bit, and tell me what you think about this, elbows on the table were enforced when I was a kid and I feel like they're no longer enforced.
1: So, agreed. Now, there are so many different uh, sort of like tiers of elbows on the table. Degrees, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just going double pointers, people's elbow, the rock, (laughs) remove the sweatband, hit both turnbuckles, and then come back to the middle, that's ridiculous, right? (laughs) But there's there's sort of what I would call like a demi-elbow.
0: Like the forearm? Let's
1: call it a forearm resting on the edge. (laughs)
0: Demi-elbow.
1: Or or if you you could go elbows on the table if your arms were kind of flat. I also think it depends on the size of the table. There's so many different layers to the elbows on the table. But yes, in general, you don't want to be like double pointing, looking like, you know, a tripod missing a leg on the table. Right? Totally. Totally. So, but I agree. I think people don't really care about it anymore. Um, so elbows on the table is a big one, you know, Um
0: the napkin. I agree. I, I am guilty of sometimes forgetting about that, but if other people are doing it, I'll like quickly notice. But when it comes to a paper napkin, it's, it's a different ball well, game.
1: Are you, are you leaving the napkin on the table even after you've used it to wipe the corners of your mouth?
0: Whoa. Hopefully not. Yeah. But Dirt, you're right. Dirty
1: napkin on the table is, is totally. Um, unacceptable disgusting <laughs> that is vile.
0: I don't know I, I I can't say for sure how good I am about that. It's unclear, but I'm not terrible about it.
1: good, okay. so the big for me, the big um difference between high class and and awareness with the napkin and not comes down to simply do you put your napkin in your lap when you sit down at the table or do you put it in your lap once the first plate of food arrives? Because a lot of people remember, oh shoot, now I'm gonna put my napkin in my lap because they've picked the utensils off the napkin, right. freeing it to go into <laughs> one's lap. And they see it there and they're like, Oh now, okay, well we're gonna start eating, now we begin. But <laughs> but my girlfriend and a lot of people will take the second they sit down, napkin in the lap. Right, right. And I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. To me, that's like putting your seatbelt on before the car has started to move.
0: Right. It's impractical.
1: You know, because I might get up again. I might readjust. You might? I might need a bathroom break. I might go wash my hands. Um, so those things, I don't know. There's, there's a little bit of uh, wiggle room there, I would say.
0: Do you eat with? Do you use your left hand to eat with your fork?
1: Great. This is great. Great question. <laughs> so I am fork in the, in the right hand, knife in the left. And I hold them correctly. I don't hold them in a closed fist, as though I'm halfway between Des Moines and you know Little Rock on a 26-hour meth-fueled truck, blazing. You know, whatever. Just go get there as quick as possible. One bowl of porridge at Auntie Nikki's diner. Right? That's not what I'm doing. By the way, I have no idea how far apart Des Moines and Little Rock are. Probably not 26 hours. Um, but I go, yeah, I, I I have, I hold them correctly. Now I was taught that in Europe, everything was always, always bounced off Europe as the, like the golden land of table. I was also taught this. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. And they, my mom told me that in Europe you would cut the food with your fork in your left hand and your knife in your right. And then they would switch Switch. hands. To eat the bite, and that seemed so unnecessary to me. I just couldn't adjust to that. And so I've always been forking the right hand, knife in the left, but I will always use the knife to push food onto the fork, to to portion my bites. And if I see somebody using, instead of their knife, their finger as like a backstop, I know that that person can't read very well. That reading is not a priority because then then their finger is dirty with sauce. That, to me, is cretinous behavior yeah. <laughs> that is that is amoeba. You are a single cell organism. I'm sorry that's really And unless funny. you tell me that you suffered some sort of brain trauma that resulted in you whatever i'm not I'm not okay with that. I feel I like, that's
0: really funny i I think that I'm a step behind you with table manners i think though that i have some baseline of knowledge I don't,
1: I don't know that i would necessarily say that you're a step behind me i think we have a. I think we have the same baseline it's just a question of how much do we adhere Execution. to it i don't Execution. think about it anymore right so it's like every it's every i stopped being given pointers when i was probably like 10 or 12 right um but you know chewing with your mouth closed uh you know by the way right so that like we're we're polished i feel like we get it then there were kids i knew not many there was this girl i knew whose grandmother was really old-fashioned and forced her to go to etiquette school oh wow and that's where you learn things you didn't the unwritten rules of baseball right that's where you're starting to get stuff like
0: Never fuck a guy on the first night. Yeah, or yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) right. Or like if some, you know, you always pass your food to the left. Some crazy stuff that you've never even heard of, or addressing someone, knowing which questions to ask. The sort of guidelines that you might read in like Ralph Lauren's book of table etiquette when you go into that store, and you're like, nobody's ever going to buy this book, but it's fun to to read through.
0: Totally. And for the record, I don't actually believe that it's okay to fuck on the first night. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy. So are there any other examples of things that, like, you would never think of that are in this etiquette school that she had mentioned? <sighs>
1: um, Well, you know, I always try to make a point of being the person who clears the table. Oh, that's like good. Like, once I see that everyone's finished, I like to be, you know, especially if I'm a guest. It's a good pro. I, w- I want to stand up and and try to clear the table. And then I'm a big dishes guy. I really do the dishes. And it's not some, uh, you know... Display of doing the dishes. It's doing the fucking dishes, which means finding the Windex, not the Windex. <laughs> just betrayed myself. Whatever, whatever. Poisoning
0: the, the entire family. Yeah, the spray
1: and spraying down the counters. You right? gotta clean the counters. You clean the burners, even if you want to go the whole nine yards. Um, Dude,
0: you're so fucking domesticated, and it, and I mean that in the best possible way. Like, like you are so good at keeping a clean house. Mm. Francis's apartment is always fucking. You can eat off the floor. Well,
1: I just, you get to a point, you get to an age where you have nice things. And what's the point of having nice things if they don't look nice? Uh, If they're not nice. Or feel nice, nice, more importantly. Do you make your bed every day? Usually, yeah. Good. It's, you know, people say like, what's the point? I'm just going to mess it up again. Pulling that bedspread down, throwing those throw pillows. There's a reason they call them throw pillows. You got to throw them. Dude, Hey, there's a reason you gotta throw them through.
0: Know, Dude, that was unbelievably funny. They're not just nudge
1: pillows. You they're not just like kick off pillows. You gotta throw those pillows.
0: Dude, that is feels like I am at finishing school right now and you're my teacher.
1: <laughs> and you're the cool teacher, third period,
0: bed etiquette with Francis. And you're like, that's why you call them throw pillows. You gotta throw them.
1: Uh, Give <laughs> those pillows You'll and get toss, it. toss oh, that's, them. That's throw them great. as hard as you want. They're pillows. <laughs> So, yeah, you get into the bed. You got the crisp sheets. I, clean, I change the bed sheets once a week. Yeah. You know, I, I really care about that stuff. Um, and then towels, you know, wash towels every four or five days. That might be too much. I might be a little too anal about the towels. Do good
0: for you, man. This is, this is, you set it a good example for me of what I want to be like.
1: Yeah. Serious. By the way, you're I close. don't think that my way is correct. It's just the way I'm comfortable living. Well, Do you know I've, what I mean? Like, if people don't live this way, I'm not trying to shame. Unless you use your finger as a backstop for, <laughs> your, a for your food. That's disgusting. So,
0: dude, my dad, I wouldn't say my dad has, my dad has, is good, has good manners. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's a little messy. Uh, for example, like I remember one time he had to give a talk at this thing, like, this program he had done. There was all these kind of, like, fancy people there. And there were hors d'oeuvres. And he sort of just, like, took one hors d'oeuvre and immediately got it all over his shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, that,
0: that's kind of like what ends up happening to him. Like he it's it's actually a really sweet quality about him that he's kind of like clumsy. clumsy. Kind of stuff. Yeah. But dude, like sometimes I'm worried to bring him or to bring him to like meet people in a food setting, like especially if it's like a girlfriend's parents or a mm-hmm. girlfriend or whatever. I get I, I get nervous just because of how much of a wild card he can be. Like, for example, like there'll be times where we're out at dinner in a restaurant and I'm eating whatever, and I look to my left and I, in horror. I just see my dad has turned his napkin into a bib <laughs> in a restaurant.
1: I don't mind that. Though. You don't mind the bib. I don't mind that. I find that endearing. Yeah, and no. it also is an attention to one's own fallibility. He is preparing himself for a mudslide. <laughs> he is building a tarp to avoid the you know ruining his shirt. Right, and if he knows he's prone to that, he's prepping. I I think. Measures like that that uh that make way for lessening damage are totally fine. Okay. Right. Totally good. fine.
0: He'll be happy to hear you say that. I you know, he's a great guy, actually. I'm not I'm not trying to rag on my no, own right. man, but now but for he the record get a little sloppy. I
1: the only time that I would ever put a bib in would be at a clam bake. All right. Clam bakes, lobster, outdoor, you know But
0: that's when everyone is literally handed ribs,
1: ribs maybe. Yes. Bibs. Yeah, they're not they're bibs. not
0: multi purpose napkins, they are bibs. Yeah,
1: you gotta punch the hole out like it's a toilet seat cover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they even give you a poncho sometimes of those, dude.
1: Oh, those are the good days. Those that's are the really good funny. ones.
0: Dude, so I I played eighteen holes oh a my couple God. days ago. So much golf in ninety six degrees in Chicago, right at, the, at at girlfriend's dad's country club. Wow, with two guys who I didn't know. One of them he didn't even really know that well, mm-hmm. and it was really stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, especially were you
1: in carts, were you walking?
0: We were walking, but we had a caddy who had the cart.
1: This is a fancy place. I know. I know. That's a four caddy. So yeah, please uh, explain
0: because I was a little out of my element with that.
1: Yeah, that has become more uh, popular of a situation in COVID, right? Okay. So it used to be that if you went out with a foursome in golf at a place that required you to take caddies, because there are a lot of golf courses that require you to take caddies, um, and that's just that's just a fancy that's a very fancy thing, um. they would now they're now putting the caddies in a cart because they realize that there are a lot of golfers who are not comfortable accepting a nine iron from the hand of another person. Right. One, it requires you to be closer together and two, you know, the handoff, like we're trying to minimize handoffs. Right. So what happens is the golf cart, the guy in the golf cart will come over to where your ball is. You're walking up the fairway, comes to your ball, He takes his you know telescope thing out, range finder, figures out the distance, yeah, about one eighty one to the green, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Smooth, uh, smooth pitching wedge, soft nine iron, whatever. And then you (laughs) will grab the club out of the bag on the back of the cart. Gotcha. Although again, yeah, that's what was happening. A lot of caddies will kind of like shirk this uh, thing and hand you the club themselves. But the point is to minimize the amount of actual. Physical contact and handoffs and hand off stuff.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So c- keep going. Oh,
0: so anyway, we we went to the range before, which was very useful for me because I played I played two round two nine hole. I played nine holes twice this year, mm-hmm. which is the most I've played in a six month period in fifteen years, maybe. Wow. So that's good. I had that, but you know, it's one of those things where every single shot, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. I might sometimes I'll hit it perfectly, and you know I got a couple pars like here and wow. there. Like, played you know i played okay but mm-hmm. then i would triple bogey the next hole you know what i mean like, yeah. whatever but it was very fucking stressful when you're with a foursome all these guys are good these mm-hmm. guys are all shooting they all shot like around 80
1: okay yeah. pretty solid yeah.
0: and it was really fucking stressful and even it on is. the first tee she, and this i don't know if he was fucking with me but her dad was like is there anything more stressful than playing around a golf with your girlfriend's father <laughs> 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 i was like that's fucking good. Well played. That's
1: good. At well least played. he's aware. I know. You know. And they
0: were really nice, man.
1: Let me ask you this. Was anyone drinking?
0: No. But one thing that I thought was cool was, uh, and I, this is probably something that's common also, but like, for example, after the ninth hole, when everybody's eating hot dogs or whatever, um, they roll dice for who pays.
1: Yep. A lot of places will that's have that in thing. the cup. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: But just because everybody fills it out. on the Right. Ticket, on right? their
1: little chit. Um, <laughs> dude, If if... People on the fir- hand you on the first tee a drink. Yes. It changes the entire day. It just means it goes from being a stressful, I'm worried about how formal this setting is, to a we're out to have a fun round of golf today. Interesting. And and I promise you it will dispel all your tension. And, and not all of it, but like you'll be much less aware of the formality of, totally. of the golf. And so it's, and a lot of people do that in golf. Golf is a game that goes hand in hand with drinking for some reason. Yeah. Um, and
0: and smoking weed now. Really? Do you ever do that? I no. don't. But
1: I cannot play golf and smoke okay. weed.
0: I know people and I don't either. But like, My I know balance people who smoke pot the whole time. Shit. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Another example.
1: Right. Um, um, okay. So there's so much to unpack here. You know, I think the one thing I would say is that in general, I don't mind playing with a golfer who's not that good at all as long as they don't finish every hole like if you lose your drive and then all lose right. another ball and then we're all going up to the green and you just say you know what guys i'm out of the hole or like you pick up your ball totally fine yeah. it's all about keeping up keeping up the pace do not make us wait while we know you're about to duff another one into a water hazard and then be like okay so now what am i at seven drop a ball here what's the rule like don't you know that's that's all that matters
0: so i didn't i didn't and like i hit a couple drives that weren't pretty but they were like effective you know one of those Mm -hmm. that that rolls fucking 100 yards fairways were like fucking greens it was like really well maintained Mm -hmm. for for my standards at least but yeah i was pretty good about that like if i and i didn't really lose i didn't hit anything in the water and there were a couple like island holes too Oh, wow. Where I just fucking stuck it on the green. I was like, good for you, kid. But on 18, there was a water hazard. I had my first shot. and There was a water hazard that was like not in the way at all. And Stan, who was one of the guys playing with us, of Stan. course, Stan. Mm. He goes, there's a water hazard over there. Just so you know. He goes, you probably wouldn't have noticed. He goes, but hope I didn't just jinx you. <laughs> 15 seconds later, directly into the fucking water. I on. Like, God damn it. But dude, yeah, I, I wasn't taking two drives. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if I hit a shitty one and I couldn't find it, I dropped. That's so fine. Like, that's Whatever. fine. You know I mean, who gives a shit? Um, yeah,
1: totally. totally. I think that's great. And
0: well, dude, so hold on. Sorry. Did no, no, no. Okay. So one thing that I find amazing. So I was paired. We were paired together with a group. Yeah. So one of these guys was my girlfriend's father's very good friend, old friend. He was a great guy. The other guy was a very nice guy, too, um, but he didn't know him as well. And they, the prospect of that to me is spending five hours with somebody who I don't know at all. That's unbelievably stressful. Mm. the idea of that Mm -hmm. and it ended up being fine but it was incredible the way that these guys had a set of skills that made them equipped for five hours with a person they didn't know they paced themselves with the questions Mm -hmm. they had good loaded responses that were kind of like within this this basket of responses that they had and it was just so much experience and i was so impressed Mm -hmm. that i was like i need to get on their level
1: interesting yeah the decorum and the acceptable topics of conversation when you're playing golf with people you don't know. It's, very, it's very narrow.
0: Just because you want to have a nice experience. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, because some of our comic friends might be like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to be myself. Yeah. comics can be like, like, that would make for such a miserable afternoon. N-
1: n- <laughs> yes and no. Because here's what I would say. I've played so many rounds of golf. I've done the beginning paired up with random people to complete the foursome. It's, it's crowded that day, whatever. And I, I can tell you that if I hear one more dad joke or one more <laughs> fucking like, Oh, I can't get, you know, let's play another round. So I don't have to go home to my wife and kids. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> try, try to come up with something new. Right? <laughs> so that I can't stand. And and yet that's the that's the safe realm that we're talking about, right? I
0: heard this one. This is like a back nine joke. Mm-hmm. Was uh, you want to know why they called it golf? Because fucking shit, we're taking.
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, good one.
1: Yeah, or <laughs> or referring to a, a beer as swing juice. Swing juice. I've never
0: heard that. That's Let's great. have. A, I
1: need another. You know, talking about needing a drink to play <laughs> better. You know, and then they like get a drink, and then they hit their first shot after the drink. Well, and they're like, "See, <laughs> see, <laughs> I'm a totally different player." That's fucking. And then gray, they proceed dude. to suck for the rest of the day. <laughs> I hate that. I hate all of that. I hate the culture <laughs> of golf. I really do. But at to, to say, you know, what I'm, what I was going to say is as a comedian who is a good golfer. I'm a 4 there handicap. Yeah. When I play with groups of people who are so accustomed to that very narrow realm of golf conversation um and I can start to insert slightly different jokes That's or or just be like, "Hey, how do we feel about me going here?" right? Like shake things up there I've watched as the golfers that I was playing with started to perk up oh, that's as if to say like, whoa, whoa, Ooh, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard that before on the golf course.
0: <laughs> Who's this
1: mystery man? <laughs> Who's this clever wit? And, and you start building and building and like, you know, to the point where I've had people like care, start to care more about. Not not care more about, but be be focused on what I was gonna say, and it seems like it made the round better because I was actually saying genuinely funny shit that wasn't just your typical right. straight from the the dad golf handbook of jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, dude.
0: That's fucking, and funny. that's
1: fun. That's fun, and and then you're like adding value.
0: Totally, it would be funny. Like, do you ever? You know, and I don't know if this is like something that you wouldn't be able to get away with, but you might on many, on many levels. But like, do you ever push the envelope just to see what, how they're going to react? Absolutely. Be like, oh man, I really banged out my girlfriend last night.
1: No, dude, dude, one one time, like, like, you know, you get these guys who will hit it, who chunk a shot and they'll just be like, what is with me today? And you're like, dude, it's every day. Uh, Whereas I'll hit a bad shot and then I'll say, I want to break my nine iron shaft over my knee and stab my own jugular with the pointy edge. Don't resuscitate me. (laughs) <laughs> and you you see how people react to that graphic of a reaction, and they're like, Holy, Either they're like, "Holy shit!" This guy's never joining here, <laughs> or they're like, "This is fun!" This like guy's this, great. Is, this is a, who knows, you know.
0: At the end, they thank you. They're like, "Thanks for helping me feel young again, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, awesome. So. Hey, Anyway, let's uh let's wrap it there. That was a fun episode of Oops the Podcast. Um, we're back in studio all this week, uh, so stay with us. And, um, if you've got some stories about playing golf with your girlfriend's father, send those into oops the podcast at right. gmail.com. For now, I'm Francis Ells, and he's Julio Gallarotti. We'll see you soon. We will indeed.